0: Chapter number 12, and let's go ahead and stand together. We'll read verses 4 through 8. Uh, Romans chapter number 12. School is out, so I don't have to be out till 9 or 10 tonight. Uh, And so uh, some of you would leave if that was the case, Uh, would not do that. Uh, But uh, anyway, Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 4 through 8. I'll start on verse 4, join me on 5. We'll read down through verse number 8 responsively here. Romans chapter 12, starting with verse number 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another." And tonight we'll be addressing the sixth of the seven motivational gifts uh, that are listed here. And so we'll be looking at uh, ruling. Uh, Ruling would be uh, leadership, organization. That would be uh, the gift of ruling. Uh, And so we're going to look at that tonight and let's pray. Father, thank you for what you have done already in our service. Thank you for the music that we have sung, that we have heard Thank you for the ability to, to just, uh, as a church family, be able to bow a knee and to pray, uh, knowing that you are there, knowing that you hear, uh, Lord, when we have burdens and we have heartaches, we have a God uh, that loves us and allows us to come before him. And Lord, I thank you for being in a church where we, we pray. And I pray that that would be the case. Uh, help us all just to grow in our own faith, But now, Lord, as we look at these uh, gifts that you have given to each of us, I pray that you would help us to understand uh, our spiritual gift. And then, Lord, I pray that we would not just understand it, but that we would use it. uh, We would sharpen it for your honor and for your glory. And so bless now each one, uh, those that are in person, those that are online. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. You can be seated. So here as we... Uh, look at the gifts. The gifts are the foundations for our service for the Lord. If we can take uh, our spiritual gift, we can know uh, our spiritual gift, uh, it will help us not only to be able to better serve the Lord, it will help us to have a better and a more fulfilled enjoyment of our service for the Lord. Have you ever been given a job in ministry that you did not like? All right. Now with that, uh, that area of service, there is a heart that is still willing to do what needs to be done, but there are some jobs that you get that you find great fulfillment in the opportunities that we have to serve. And with our spiritual gift, when we can find our spiritual gift and then find an area of service that lines up with that gift, what we find is that we grow so much more. We enjoy our service for the Lord so much more than we would if we were just uh, filling a slot, filling a hole uh, in, uh, in ministry or in our service. Warren Wiersbe said this, spiritual gifts are tools to build with, not toys to play with or weapons to fight with. They are tools to build with. And so Romans 12, 8, uh, the Bible said here, or he that exhorteth With exhortation he that giveth let him do it with simplicity he that ruleth with diligence and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness so here we we see this this gift the spiritual gift of ruling Uh, so that would be as I stated just a moment ago that would be organization that would be leadership Uh, the the leading of people the organizing uh, of uh, of projects and moving things forward so this gifting uh, is uh, so uh, it, it is so well exhibited uh, by the man Nehemiah when I think about leaders in the Bible the first two that come to my mind uh, are the are it's Moses and Nehemiah uh, and when I think about ministry and church building i think of the apostle paul uh that exhortation uh, that he would give but with nehemiah i see that leadership and so we're gonna correspond some of this this gift uh, with nehemiah he not only could see a need he was able to put together a plan cast vision to the people, uh, get people to desire to be a part of what he was presenting to them, and then bringing the whole thing uh, about, bringing it to an end, to a fulfillment. Uh, He definitely was a leader. And so ruling or leadership is needed in every area of life. Every one of us, as we look at these spiritual gifts, uh, these, are, these are talents. These are areas that uh, we, we will need to have in our life. Uh, you may not have the gift of mercy, but we still all need to show mercy. All right? We might not all have the gift of giving, but we all need to give. So when we look at this area of leadership... Uh, Everybody leads, but it does not mean that everybody is a leader. It does not mean that everybody has the spiritual gift of leading. And so we're going to look at uh, this, and, and not just the aspect of leading, but trying to look at those uh, that would have this gift. Trying to look at some of the traits uh, that people that have this spiritual gift, uh, what they, what those assets are, what those liabilities are. So we'll we'll follow that. Uh, but the Bible said in verse number eight, "He that ruleth with diligence." So uh, with that, uh, this gift of uh, of uh, of leadership or ruling, it needed to be done uh, with this qualifier with diligence. They needed to rule with diligence. Now, what is that, that word? The word diligence is the, the Greek word spude, uh, and it, it means to, to have eagerness, feeling, emotion, so, so here it is, zeal. So this uh, word diligence uh, was referring to this leadership had to be done with zeal. Uh, if a person has the spiritual gift of leadership, uh, they need to be able to utilize uh, the, the the emotion. They need to be able to utilize that zeal uh, to fulfill uh, this. Uh, this spiritual gift, uh, brother Franklin, you're back there taking that tie. Is it coming off, or are you just... I'm a, I'm a little jealous. I I saw you back there grabbing that tie, and it's like, you know what, I'm about there, uh, and so. So anyway, we see this diligence, though, uh, that was tied to the spiritual gift uh, of ruling or leadership. So uh, we see this word, though, used other times in Scripture. And I, wanna, I want to sort of get that, that idea, uh, the sense of this word. Uh, go to Mark chapter 6, uh, verse number 25. Mark 6, 25 uh, and we can see this word uh, used again, uh, but it but it was translated a different word. Mark six twenty five, uh, the Bible says, and she came in straightway. With haste unto the king, and as saying, "I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist." So here we have uh, Herodias' daughter comes in, uh, and and uh, and she is asking for the head of John the Baptist. But she came in with haste. There was this urgency leadership needs to be done with urgency we see that haste uh, Luke 139 and Mary arose in those days and went into a hill country with haste into the city of Judah uh, so we see that word haste we see another word uh, used for this Romans 12:11 not slothful in business fervent in spirit serving the Lord now the word fervent is not the word that he chose it was it was business the word business was the one that was translated the same as ruling the same greek word not slothful in in that urgency, that eagerness about that leadership, uh, not slothful in business. So it was translated business. Uh, later again, we see how it was translated diligence. Hebrews 6, 11, 2 Peter 1, 5, Jude 3. I'm not gonna go to all those just for time's sake tonight, uh, but these were all uh, translated uh, as as diligence. And then you see in 2 Corinthians 8, 16 but thanks be to God which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you what was that that earnestness Uh, that word earnest was also that same word uh uh spude Uh, and it was that that uh that leadership that diligence that urgency there and so we can see that uh, that word being used. So uh, with that, though, in verse number fourteen, let's go to, uh, back to Romans twelve, and verse number fourteen, we see that uh, there were two other words that were tied to this this uh, uh, gift of ruling. Uh, and he said, "Bless them which persecute you; bless and curse not." So the leader. Needs to make sure that they are blessing, and not cursing. Now we're not talking about cursing as in u- using swear words. Uh, we're talking about the pronouncing just of judgment. Uh, so the word bless there is to invoke or to enact divine favor. Uh, God says that we are in that leadership, in that uh, that uh, uh, in that ruling, that organization, that gift of ruling, that it was supposed to be done with the purpose of blessing. The purpose of blessing, not cursing. There are people that have positions of leadership and they use it as a weapon. That is not how, that's not how God gives, God doesn't gift us to use it as a weapon. So it's to bless to curse not, uh, and there are a lot of words, a lot of verses there that I would uh, take you to. Uh, if you're jotting down notes, let me just give you some here. Uh, we're to bless and curse not. Uh, Matthew five forty four, Mark eleven twenty one, Luke six twenty eight, uh, James three eight and nine, and all of those would have been on the screen. Uh, But we are running out of time Uh, and I've got nine more points really 18 points to give to you so uh, we got to move on so we're gonna look at some of the assets of this uh, spiritual gift of ruling leadership uh, the organizer if you would Uh, so number one they are able to visualize final results they have they are gifted in a way where they can just see final results of what what is going to be, uh, what needs to happen, and they can see that end result. uh, Gives them, uh, when they have a major project that is given to an organizer, a ruler, a leader, uh, he is able to picture that completed task and, and what it will take to accomplish it they have the ability to look at the end and say okay uh, I can see that finished, and what do I need to do backing up to make that a reality they can see that they have that ability when Nehemiah was given the task of removing the reproach uh, from the believers in Jerusalem uh, what did he do uh, uh, let's go to Nehemiah chapter 1 Nehemiah chapter 1 and we find that as Nehemiah was faced with this, he saw a problem. He had a challenge, a task before him. Uh, he, he had a project that was going to be tied to it to, to fix the problem. Nehemiah chapter 1. And let's look at verse number 2. Nehemiah 1, verse number 2. Bible says that Hanani, one of my brethren, came He and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. So here you have the condition of the people. Now notice here the punctuation that is used. Uh, He says here that, uh, it says that uh, they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. That next uh, punctuation mark is a colon. So this colon, what comes after this colon, is going to explain what was in the first part that was listed. So there's going to be further explanation of it. Uh, and so uh, the, there being in great affliction and reproach and the the wall being broken down was part of the reproach it was part of the brokenness of the people so he could have just looked at him and said they need to suck it up he could have just said, "Okay, we need to start some some uh, emotional uh, uh, circle and get everybody together and sing kumbaya to make them feel better." No, he didn't do that. He saw that uh, their their condition, but there was a situation that was the cause of that. Uh, they were vulnerable. The city was broken down. There were no walls, and so so uh, Nehemiah. Here, he took the condition of the people, but the result wasn't just trying to help them. It was rebuilding that wall around the city. And so he, he could see that that was the solution to the reproach of God's people. That was the solution to their brokenheartedness uh, was to get those walls up. Nehemiah could see that. And so, uh, with that, we can see that the uh, they are able; those with that gift, they're able to visualize final results. The liability to that is they can view people as only as resources. Uh, if a if a uh, organizer, a leader, a ruler, they are in a position of authority. Uh, they they may use their position just to move people around, and it is just about them trying to, um, to accomplish their agenda. And that is, that is a very dangerous side to leadership. Leadership, uh, ruling, organizing, it can never be about you. If it becomes selfish, then people become a tool. And that is a very dangerous thing and here when we look at this uh, Nehemiah uh, he was there in the service it was about helping the people his leadership his organizational skills they were there but it was for the building of the people and so uh, that can be a danger po- uh, point uh, uh, that uh, uh, they they can try to use uh, that uh, That opportunity just to accomplish what they want to get done, uh, number two, uh, as an asset uh, we we look at leaders uh, those with a spiritual gift, uh, you find that they need loyalty they they need loyalty in their associations uh, with that uh, the 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 gift of ruling that organization they realize that the only way that they can accomplish something is with the faithfulness of people that are going to come on board. And, and with that, uh, they need that loyalty. They need that understanding of who is going to be there, that Faithfulness of the people. They will, uh, with that, uh, since they understand that the entire operation, no matter what it is, is dependent on the faithfulness of the people, uh, that uh, they know that they have got to have a close relationship. They have got to build relationships with people, and they need that. Uh, they they need that uh, uh, that uh, loyalty there. Nehemiah. Uh, in chapter number 5, verses 1 to 13, uh, you can read that later. What you will find is Nehemiah required an oath of those that were going to partner with him. He required an oath. He wanted to know that they, they had bought in. They were going to be there. They were going to be committed. And and so uh, with that, uh, that that loyalty is needed. On the other side, uh, with that that need for loyalty, uh, they can build loyalty with favoritism. Because they know who has been faithful, who has been there, they can treat them differently than they would treat others. And so uh, the an organizer, a ruler, is very sensitive to that loyalty, and they depend on that to accomplish the task that they have, uh, so he may lo- locate or uh, they may uh, pull people together uh, that he feels will ac- help accomplish those goals, and then uh, treat them a little bit differently, maybe show favoritism towards them because of that that loyalty that they show and and, and when you have favoritism in any position of uh of leadership it's always a dangerous thing it's dangerous uh we We see that uh in the home uh that favoritism is very destructive. It cannot be there. Uh, parents, you got to guard that. Uh, Joseph uh, bore the uh, the pain of favoritism in his family, and, uh, and you see that in Scripture. So uh, it's, it's an area uh, that has to be guarded, uh, especially by those that have this spiritual gift. Uh, number three, we see that those who have the spiritual gift of leadership, uh, of ruling, uh, they have an ability to delegate. They have the ability to be able to see the, the, the not only what needs to be done, but who it is that could grab a hold of that and use that. Uh, the, an organizer knows uh, the tasks that they need to delegate, and they know who to delegate to. Uh, I, was, I was always taught uh, that, and a principle I tried to follow uh, my own self, uh, was that if you can, you have, as, as a leader, you have to do, and all of us, you have to do the things that only you can do. There are things that we can delegate, but there are some things that we cannot delegate. There are things that only you can do in your, in your life. Within your realm of responsibilities, there are things that only you can do. You cannot cannot delegate them to somebody else. And with that, there are always more things that need to get done than we have time to do them. So you have to be very mindful of what you are going to give yourself to. You have to give yourself primarily to the things that only you can do. Then if there is, and this is a principle that I was taught, uh, was if somebody else can do it 80% or as well as you or at least as 80% as good as you, then delegate it. Why? Because you only have so much time. Uh, leaders, leaders, those with the gift of ruling, they understand that they only have so much time. And they only have so much ability and they have to be able uh, to delegate. So, so leaders, they, they have that ability to delegate. Uh, and, and with that, the organizers are able to naturally maintain uh, that uh, uh, continued accountability with those that they work with, uh, keeping in the loop. Nehemiah delegated the building of the walls, yet he retained the responsibility for it all. As a ruler, as a leader, as an organizer, you cannot delegate responsibility. That responsibility is ultimately yours. And so with that, we can see through how Nehemiah uh, was involved in the building of the wall. He didn't actually do the building, uh, but he, he oversaw it. He was still very much engaged in it. Uh, Nehemiah 4.13, he says, Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher place places. I even set the people after their family uh, with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And so he he had the ability to delegate, put people where they needed to be. Now, with that as well, on the flip side, uh, an organizer, a ruler, a leader, uh, they can use delegation as a tool to get out of work. And that's a negative. It will undermine their leadership if they just want to be a boss people know when you are a worker and when you are not and so when you are delegating to people and they don't feel like you are doing your job it will undermine that confidence that they have in you you lose you will lose that uh, you'll lose that influence. Number four, uh, a a uh, uh, a ruler, a leader, uh, organizer—they can withstand reaction to the tasks. With that, uh, what I, what I mean by that is, when a project is given, when responsibilities are given, not everybody is for it, and there will be there will be opposition. Leaders have the ability to press forward no matter what the opposition is. You know, we're not going to please everybody. We're not going to please everybody some of the time, let alone all the time. So, so with that, those that are in a leadership position, they have, they have to have the ability, when they, when they know a direction that they're going to go, when they have a responsibility that has been given to them, maybe their boss has given them responsibility and they are uh, to oversee and they are to run with something. Uh, they've got to be able to uh, navigate through that opposition, not allowing it to stop them. They can, uh, once they're committed, uh, they're willing to endure the opposition uh, to the leadership. Uh, they're, they're able just to, to stay focused. Uh, on the other side, they can be, Unresponsive to appeals. With that, uh, because they are determined just to go ahead and press forward, whether somebody is for or against, uh, it could also put them in a spot where they are unwilling to hear good advice, good suggestions. You know, just because somebody is not in the position of the the ruler, the organizer, or the leader, does not mean that they don't have good ideas. And a leader that does not listen to those that they lead is is putting themselves in a bad position uh, because uh, the, it will create grievances, uh, it will will cause turmoil, uh, and uh, it it could it could undermine that. That leadership number five, uh, the uh, those that have that that spiritual gift of leadership of ruling, they can make jobs look easy. They they can just see a job, and see it through, and make it look like it was easy. That they they have the ability to take seemingly impossible tasks, break them down into achievable goals, and see things done, and just get things done uh, so, uh, so they can they can make that happen you see that in Nehemiah chapter 3 uh, on the other side they can put projects ahead of people so an immature uh, organizer or a leader ruler uh, they can uh, their reaction to those uh, who do not have their spiritual gift they can look at other individuals and focus on their weaknesses instead of their strengths. When somebody has strengths, if they're not careful, they can get short-sighted where they think everybody's gonna think like them. I don't know about you, but I always think I'm right. I think I'm right. I mean, and if I'm not doing it the right, if there was a better way to do it, I would be doing it. Some of you just missed that completely. But I mean, that's just, as I am, as I am leading, as I am working, I, I feel like I'm doing things uh, the right way. But it doesn't mean that that's the case. Just because we think something doesn't mean it's right. How many of you have ever been sincerely wrong? All right, uh, that happens, that happens to everybody. But we have to be very careful that uh, we don't get to a place where uh, we, uh, we uh, just think that we are the only one that has uh, the, the uh, right way of doing things. Uh, we can end up um, missing uh, a lot of uh, good ideas. And we can damage relationships when you disregard people. You know, over the years, I can look back and I can see where I have hurt relationships because I didn't respond the right way. Now, hopefully I learn from those. I try to learn from those. But that's a a danger. Number six, uh, those that have the spiritual gift of leadership or ruling, they are very alert to details. Very alert to... The details. People go through and see everything right. Leaders go through and see everything wrong. Why? Because they want everything to be perfect. And, and with that, they, ha- they have that ability to see. They see details. Now, uh, so an organizer, they notice what other people might think is insignificant. Sometimes in that leadership and that ruling, that organizing, people that do not have that same spiritual gift, they will look at it and say, well, this is a waste of time. This doesn't even matter. Uh, but then you get to the end of the project and you see how everything looks and it's like, wow, that all came together great. And and so a leader they have the the ability to see uh that uh, all those details. And so Nehemiah uh did not concern uh himself uh, Nehemiah didn't did not uh cons- allow himself to be consumed with the with the tedious uh actions, but he did uh, keep himself consumed with the overall uh, process, how everything had to come together. And so, though he wasn't doing all the little tasks, he was still making sure that things uh, came together. Uh, on the other side, liability, uh, they, the leader, the, the, uh, um, the organizer, the ruler, uh, they can overlook workers' serious faults. In ministry, a, a person that has the spiritual gift of leadership could be put in a position of authority or of leading. And with that, uh, sometimes because there is a job that needs to get done, they will just pick people to get the job done no matter what character flaws might be there in their life. No matter what spiritual flaws are in their life because they want to keep an organization a process a responsibility moving they can put the wrong people in and and with that having ha- those that are in leadership having the wrong person is worse than having no person Let me say that again. Having the the wrong person is worse than having no person. You put the wrong person into a position, it will cause far more problems than a a hole. And nobody likes holes. Leaders don't like holes. They want to make sure everything is done. They want to make sure that everything is those, those responsibilities are filled, but they got to be filled with the right people. Number seven, uh, the leader, they can complete tasks quickly. With that, they can, they can see things. They see it from start to finish, and because of that, they can sift through the, all the extra steps that don't need to be done and still get it done right. They just have that ability. Uh, the efficiency uh, of organizers, uh, before they even begin a prog- project, they're already looking through and building in their mind what needs to happen, what needs to be accumulated, what resources, what people, uh, and they can pull things together very quickly because they can see the whole process. It doesn't need to be a, draw- a big drawn-out event. Uh, on the other side uh, with that, they, the leader, the organizer, they can fail to explain or praise. So they might uh, pull people in, a job needs to get done, and they just give out responsibilities with no explanation of why, how, uh, how it's all going to come together, what the, the reasoning is for that work. And to them, it might just feel like busy work. How many of you like busy work? Nobody. So to the, to the organizer, to the leader, they've already thought it all through. They can see it. Why can't you? And that's, that is a danger for them because they expect everybody else is already there. And that, without that explanation, without that that uh, instruction, then they're frustrated because they have no idea what they're doing and why. And so there's there's no fulfillment there for them. Uh, so uh, so that is that lack of instruction causes frustration. Uh, and then uh, with that as well. Uh, a uh, a leader oftentimes will forget to praise. They'll forget to praise. Uh and I and I do this even with our staff. I'll forget. We'll we'll go we'll get something going, get a job done, uh, and and just move on. Okay, great. We got it done. We'll move on to the next thing. And sometimes I forget to even say, good job, thank you for that. You did a did a great job, pulled everything together, uh, took care of that whole thing, uh, and you end up missing that opportunity of praise. Uh, you know what? People like to be appreciated. And sometimes sometimes those in a position of leadership, they fail to recognize those uh, that are working there. Uh, and so uh, something definitely to work on. Number eight, uh, the, the ruler is able to be decisive, uh, they can they can make decisions, and they have to be able to make decisions. Uh, they're not always immediate, uh, but but they're the, when they make a decision, uh, they they can be decisive with that. They're they're able to be decisive. Um, on the flip side, they can force their decisions on others. Uh, that organizer can misuse that that ability uh, of leadership persuasion uh, to manipulate people. Uh, and that is that 's not a good use of uh, of that uh, that gifting uh, they can also um, uh, uh, use that gift and misuse it uh, with legitimate jobs that need to be done just by being insensitive to the uh, the weariness schedules personal priorities of those that they're leading and so uh, that's something to keep in mind there and then lastly uh, number nine. Uh, completion involves cleanup. For the, for the ruler, the organizer, uh, that leader, uh, in their mind, the job is not complete until everything is finalized, finished, complete, and cleaned up. It is from beginning till completion. Uh, and, and just finishing the job, uh, when things are not cleaned up, uh, it's still not finished. And so uh, they, they see it all, all the way through. Uh, so the, the leader then will enlist, inspire, encourage people, uh, workers uh, to complete the job. Uh, and, and with that, the organizer's final joy uh, and their fulfillment comes when seeing that all the parts come together. Now, for the leader, the organizer, the ruler, they don't really need the praise of other people. They just need to see the job well done. And when that job is finished and completed, that's where their satisfaction is. That's part of the reason why the leader oftentimes fails to praise because they don't need that praise. They don't even recognize that need for praise. And so so that's that's that danger. Uh, With that, though, they can lose interest, in a finished job they can lose uh, interest in a finished job as in when one job is finished okay good check that off what's next and there's still there's still a lot that has got to probably be maintained and all of that that goes along with it and so uh, that organizer their leader uh, they're fulfilled by those completed projects so while Workers, followers uh, need that time of celebration, rest after the completion. The leader, the the uh, ruler, they might already be on the next project and so there there is a there's a danger there. so being able to uh, manage that and recognize uh, that. Uh, they, they need to uh, help the, uh, the followers stay where uh, they are at. And so uh, just helping uh, keep everybody. Now, uh, this is what a leader is. And not everybody who has a position is a leader. Uh, and people can, can do a job and, and, and there are managers. And a manager is not necessarily a leader. They can manage an operation, they can keep something maintained, but not to build it. And so uh, this, is, this is that spiritual gift of uh, organizing, of, uh, of that leadership, that ruling. Uh, and so as we think about these spiritual gifts these last seven weeks, uh, which, which ones are, are hitting you between the eyes? Next week we've got the last gift, and then we are going to be taking our spiritual gifts test. Uh, And uh, just seeing what uh, the Lord pulls out in our life and seeing how we can use that gift for his glory. And Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunities that you give to us. Thank you for the giftings. Lord, you said that without uh, me, you, you could do nothing. And Lord, we realize that that is the case. And so thank you for... Uh, all you that you do in our lives for leading us and guiding us and helping us, equipping us, and help us now, Lord, to follow you. And so bless us as we do. Uh, thank you for these that are here tonight. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.